Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Everyman Martial Arts and Everyman's Perspective to Martial Arts. Today's episode will be about effectiveness of techniques. Okay. A lot of people, whether you go to the internet, whether you go to a martial arts dojo, whether you go search online, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, you'll see people post a lot of content with martial arts techniques. And um, some are good, some are bad. Opinions may vary, okay? And some people will say that technique is not effective. Some people say, oh, this technique is very effective. If you just go to the comment section or even to the videos themselves, some people respond to those. You're going to see a lot of what I call a soap opera. Feuds, fumes, angers, curse words going around. So, as the average person, or as the every man who practices martial arts, this is my two cents in making a martial art effective. Any martial art effective. Specifically, a martial art technique or the martial art. Specifically, more in technique. Okay? For me, as I found whether I'm practicing, whether I've trained in Aikido or in my other martial arts, in Taekwondo, boxing, Kali, and some karate, okay, actually some boxing, mostly an Aikido practitioner, okay, because that's the art I identify with. I have found that to make a technique work, okay, through my experience at least sparring, my martial arts yes Aikido doesn't spar but there are other martial arts I've taken and I've sparred with some of them okay a technique for a technique to work any technique to work I would say that it depends on three variables three variables three very simple variables one the state of your mind What do I mean by that? Your mental state is actually a very big factor when you are in a fight or in a conflict. Whether you are in sparring, whether you are in a self-defense situation, whether you are in the presence of violence and conflict, your mental state will dictate how you will do. Okay? Let's go with a ring fight, okay? Um, If you watch a lot of, in mixed martial arts, you will see Conor McGregor doing a lot of trash talk, okay? In fact, a lot of mixed martial martial arts fighters tend to trash talk. And why is that? They do that so that they can be able to get into their opponent's head to mess them up psychologically. Why? One, it sells tickets. Let's get rid of the fact that it sells tickets. Two, if I'm going to be fighting someone, wouldn't I want to have an edge over them? Wouldn't anyone want to have a slight edge, a slight advantage against their conflict? So if I have an advantage, if I go in there in that conflict, that fight, that violent situation, 
with an advantage. In this case, mental advantage. Then the fight or the conflict is easily won. Because you have the advantage in the mental aspect. Okay? So, I have found also in my experience, whether in sparring or in um, mandori or other forms of that, is um, if a person, even myself, is tense, rattled, angry, off balance, I find that my techniques, techniques I try to practice or use, their effectiveness decreases at least by half because I'm nervous. I'm thinking, what's going to happen to me? What's at stake? What if I lose? What if this doesn't work? What's going to happen to me? What am I going to do? Okay, so a lot of people neglect this mental aspect. And I'm going to be the first to tell you, this takes up at least half of whatever you're going to be walking into. It's about your mental aspect, your mindset in that situation or all around. If you have a good mindset, I have found that it is easy, it'll be easier for you, one for me, to avoid the conflict. If their mindset is not so good, I find that people with a very unhealthy mindset tend to have more conflicts, whether within themselves or with others. They tend to be very quick to temper, easier to get them into a fight. And sometimes they tend to lose against a superior opponent especially those with not much experience now the second valuable this probably makes up at least uh, let's call it 30% or at least 30% of what I call a fight so if we're going for 50 on the first one at least 50 we're gonna go with this for like 30% okay at least 30 so not really much of a math guy okay so if you want to go with 50 30 and the rest of the remainder which i'll tackle i will say that your physical conditioning your physical condition right now at that moment can help you determine your success okay this is something that people do not neglect ever whether you are a professional fighter or a person who practices martial arts, at least in a more sporting sense. I would say that your physical condition right now, at the present moment, how well you've trained your body, can dictate a good deal of how the fight can go, or a conflict, or even the technique and success rate can go. Okay? Why is that? Um... Easy. I find that when I was practicing Aikido, it was a lot easier for me to do an Aikido technique when I started doing exercises, when I started doing weightlifting, when I started doing running, when I started doing adding physical exercise. And the same can be said for any martial art. Okay? Why? Well, Again, assuming that you're in a good mental state, if your body is not in good condition, okay, you may not necessarily have the best 
you might not have the most maximum results. You might not be able to maximize your results in doing a technique. Okay? And I'm an advocate of if you want to do a technique and you want the most the highest result, train your body. It can be you know, it doesn't matter what martial art you take. Having a strong body, you know, having a good strength, being able to be explosive, being able to have that endurance, you know, that speed that you train for. Those are physical aspects that can help you get an advantage. Okay? They can help you get an edge when you're in a conflict, okay? And anybody who's everybody knows this. That's why big guys, huge guys, you know, maybe they don't look like they can fight. Maybe they, they look like they can fight, but they don't know how to fight. But it's hard to pick a fight with them because, they one, they look like they know how they fight, and two, they're strong. They're just physically strong. Okay, and you can say, oh, but I have the mindset, I have the technique, but, and that's fine. But if they, what if they're trained? And what if they're not just trained, but they're in better shape than you? Okay? Then what? Okay? So, having a well-trained body, you know, to even have to even escape or get away from situations can help you. Okay? So, invest in your physical health, guys. Whether you are a professional, or whether you're just like me, whether you're like me, you're an everyman, engage in some physical activity because it's going to help you at least. If not in your sparring matches, at least it'll help you run away from the conflict, get home alive. You know, next to your mindset, your physical is just as important. And please don't neglect it. Okay? Last one, a third one, and the least almost accounts is 20%. This is basically the hardest part of making a technique work is a lot of people call it luck, but it's more of, I would call it situation, the situation at hand, okay? And what does that mean? I find that in most of our self-defense scenarios, most people would go at you with a weapon. I've noticed it. Um, since we live here in the Philippines, I find that where I work, there's a lot of criminal activity in town. I find that most of them actually packing a weapon. And I find that, sure, there are martial arts that tackle that. And maybe they'll work, maybe they won't. If you look at YouTube, you'll see a lot of stabs. And you'll see a lot of the martial arts techniques can be a professional or otherwise. They tend to fall off the window depending on the circumstances. And these are things you can't control. You can't control the circumstances. It's just bad luck. Okay. Um, and if I find that those things, those luck, you, you can try to control those. You can try to train for those, but those are just one of those things. One of those things, you know. It's like one of the it's like an underdog winning against those you expect to win. When we, let's just call it luck, okay? You see it a lot in sports, or you see it a lot in, in life, okay? And 
in some cases we can't control that. Now, let's put an example with that in martial arts techniques and making them effective. Okay? Save for situations like this. I'm squared up with someone I can see. Uh, and he's got a knife pointing at me. Okay, now I'm trained to box him. So for example, so my first instinct would be to punch the person. Now maybe I'm dressed in my kind. Uh, because I'm trained to fight with my fists. Okay. If I same goes for a grabber who who tries to fight against a weapon, maybe they'll win depending on how well they trained against the weapon. You never know. So again, it's me again, not training in physical ability. You know, sometimes all you need, all the person needs, is just to get that one cut. You're hurt. You're hurt and. We, we delude ourselves thinking we're like um, the untouchable, an untouchable person like Superman or invulnerable to these things or Batman but you know we don't know okay here's an example here's the best example if you guys watch the movie the Quentin Tarantino movie Pulp Fiction there's a scene where John Travolta gets shot by Bruce Willis okay that's a perfect example of luck John Travolta, he was, a, he was a killer in that movie. He was very good. And he was supposed to kill Bruce Willis. Okay? And he arrived early, in case of this, he arrived early. But he left his gun out there and he went to uh, do a number two in the guy's toilet in his house. And it just so happens, Bruce Willis just happens to go in there and sees the gun. So when the John Travolta, the killer, is hiding him, goes out of the toilet, he dies because luck would happen. That's probably the best example that I could say luck as a factor in, in making a martial arts technique effective. Okay? Um, let's put this in a more martial arts context. Okay, because that was more like a self-defense. Let's go with something real. The, the first fight between Anderson Silva and Chris White, okay? Everybody knew who Anderson Silva was, okay? Chris Weidman was already very good, okay? But he was still establishing himself at that time, I think, uh, for me. And Anderson Silva was actually winning, but Chris Weidman got a lucky punch and he was able to knock him out. You know, not really luck, but more like he was able to land a punch on him, you know? He kept throwing so many punches, he was able to land one. That's a very good example of the situation. You know, luck, the situation, it's mostly just being fortunate, you know? And we can control that. I can control that. Okay? So maybe to make a technique work, the circumstances have to align for that technique to be effective. But that's a very small percentage. In fact, I'm being generous calling it 20%. You know? If we're actually going to scale this properly, I'd say your mental aspect causes. 70%, your physical aspect causes like 25%, and the luck and situation thing causes about 5%. You know, you don't know what's going to happen out there. You know? So I guess I should say most. But really, the truth is the numbers have to be, you know, 70, 25, and 5. It's, you just never know. You never know. And Overall, guys, to make any martial arts technique effective, it's how well you train. 
basically guys it's how well you train how well you practice how honest do you how honest do you practice because at the end of the day that's what's going to help it's how you train as a an old Kali instructor Tuhan Bob would say how you fight how you defend yourself is going to be dependent on how you practice so thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Every Man Martial Arts okay so out there train have fun and enjoy your journey good day everyone